About once a week, I get an inquiry for art that I can't do. People contact me and say, hey, I want you to do this uh, thing. And it's not my style. It's something I'm not really suited for. So I usually just say, sorry, don't do it, and I go on with my life. It turns out that almost any other move would be a mistake. You can try to refer them to people who are good, but then what if they are a horrible person, don't pay them, and now you've inflicted that person on them, and essentially they're a complete stranger, of course, on the Internet. Some of you will know who an artist named Steve Ditko is, and some of you won't. Some of you will know who an artist named Jack Kirby is, and some of you won't. What I like about Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, right now you can go out on Amazon and you can find all their reprinted work. All of it. And I want to say that a lot of the work you will see there, they were very, uh, they were paid poorly for. Steve Ditko, for example, when he worked in Charlton Comics, was like the lowest paying comics there could be. And they did everything. And he worked for them for many, many, many years, getting the lowest possible wages you could get as a comic book artist. But what Steve Ditko didn't do is he didn't phone in his work. He actually, that's why they're still reprinting those books, folks. He actually gave it his best work and grew as an artist through each and every page and every single project. Rather seeing it as a bad thing that he, what was going on, he took it as an artistic thing and because he was getting to do what he wanted to do for a living, he was grateful for it. So I think there's a real danger of when somebody, I don't know, it's going to be different for everybody listening. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just talking about Steve Ditko and I'm going to talk about Jack Kirby in a minute. Is that you get to choose to do it any way you want and I'm not questioning. I'm talking about these guys. So many people get this attitude that, you know, this client doesn't deserve my best work. This person doesn't deserve this. Or because you've fallen behind and ignored your deadlines, you're now, again, phoning in your work. And many people, for whatever reason, deadlines don't feel they're being paid or compensated correctly. They phone in their work, and they'll tell you, hey, I'm just phoning this in. Well, as it turned out, you know, Atlas was paying low. Charlton was paying low. Everybody was paying low. And even in the midst of that, Jack Kirby did his very best work. Uh, and he grew as an artist. So even though the pay was low and the wages were low, he continually kept pushing himself as an artist. And you can see that as he goes out of Atlas into Marvel and so on and so forth. The thing is, your art career is about you. It's not about the client. We all need money and we need to sell our art to make money. But don't punish the client because of some abstract reason. I'm not going to go into this in too much detail, except that phoning it in is not what you want to do as a human being. It's like saying, I'm going to go teach kids school. And you know, they're really not paying me enough to teach, teach the kids, so I'm not really going to teach them correctly. I'm not going to try. I actually had a teacher named Mr. Getz who would come in, give us an assignment, and then go to sleep in front of us. And he did that for a year. Now, none of us complained because we thought it was so cool that Mr. Getz was letting us get away with murder. But the thing was, Mr. Getz had phoned out on teaching, had given up, and was robbed us of an education because he was sleeping while he was supposed to be teaching us in middle school. And that is a true story. Unlike another teacher who uh, gave us assignments and made us work and taught us things, 
We didn't like her too much because she made us work so hard, but it turns out she was actually a good teacher because she gave a shit about the kids and whether we learned something. And, you know, Jack Kirby could have said, you know what, I don't give a damn about Marvel or Atlas or these love comics or these Fing Fang Foom comics or anything. He could have just phoned it in. And listen, you can see when Jack's working fast, but he never, never with a bitterness in his heart, you know, never being angry about it, uh, always giving his best work because it was his work. It wasn't about that he was getting a dollar fifty a page. It was the fact that the word Jack Kirby was written on that thing, and he was the artist. And you can actually see Jack growing as an artist creatively throughout his career. He gets better and better and better and better. Even though the wages get worse and the treatment gets worse and the abuse gets worse and all the taken advantage of gets worse, he just gets better. It's a testament to who he is, his stick to and what's really important in life. Your clients are here to help you pay your bills, but they're not going to create the great artist that you could become. You're only going to draw a couple hundred pages in your life. You're only going to draw maybe a thousand. Maybe you're going to draw 200. Who knows? But you don't want to be phoning those in. You don't want to be doing the least of your work. If Ditko had gone to Charlton and they were paying him nothing, worse than Atlas, and he had just phoned in his work and not really pushed himself creatively to experiment and, you know, just a, such beautiful work in there, brushwork and stories. He wrote them too. The work is fantastic, and it stands the test of time. Now, of course, not everything's a gem. Not everything for everybody can be some great work of art. Sometimes you have to just sit down and get it done. Believe me, I understand that. We don't have the luxury of unlimited time. I get it. But here's the thing. Budget your time correctly. And if you need an extra two weeks to do something, we'll tell the client it's two weeks, or don't take the job. Because then you're just setting yourself up for failure. If you're up against it and you're trapped, well, then you have to do what you have to do. But under better circumstances and better forethought and planning, you shouldn't be screwed over by working. You should, client calls you up and goes, I need 20 pages. You know it takes you so many months to do that. You quote the job and you get to work. You, of course, don't ignore it for three months and then do it during the last two weeks. But Ditko and Kirby didn't phone in their work. They pushed it and pushed it. And I find that really inspiring. You can see some artists that sort of give up and just phone it in, can't you? Because for whatever reason, you know, emotional problems, emotional issues, we're angry at this person, angry at that. Whatever the reason is, you can almost see it. And the thing is, your work's your work. It's, it's you know, we all have plenty of reasons not to do a good job. Well, I'm not paid enough. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. I think that's a legitimate reason for almost 99% of us. But again, the work is not about the client. You know, no one paid us to sit there and draw in high school for thousands of hours and practice and practice and practice. We did it because we love making art. Now, do we love making art for clients? Hell no. But we should still give them a very, very good job. You know... I have different levels of my art. People get different time. If you spend $1,000 with me, you get a certain kind of portrait. You spend $100 with me, you get another kind of portrait. It just has to be that way, and I'm sure we all operate that way. But I never hand out bad work, and I don't let them put me in the position of handing out bad work. 
You know, if they need it overnight tomorrow morning and I know that it's going to suck, I don't do it. I'll say, nope, sorry, can't do that for you because I don't, you know, a Dan Burke piece of art, whatever that means, and it means something to me, means nothing to any of you, really means something to me. So I can't sign my name to a piece of S. I won't do it. And so many people are rushing through jobs, phoning it in, and they're angry at the client or angry at life. And, well, I'm not even paid enough to do a good job. So does that mean the cook right now in the restaurant that's only being paid seven bucks an hour, he should be pissed off and not really cook well and do a good job? Who wants that guy working with you who's doing the absolute freaking minimum? And who wants to hire that person? The good news is for these guys, they keep getting hired. People, I don't know, they can't discern the difference, don't care, that's fine. But, you know, it's weird, you know, I guess the real conscientious ones rise, we don't, we know about them, but but don't phone it in, that's that's today's talk, it's a real quick one, if Ditko had phoned it in, we'd never have his published works now, if Kirby had phoned it in, we wouldn't have, you know, the great, unbelievable art that he produced and the progress, you know, eventually everybody has to make money for art at some point, and it's just not, you know, I'm just getting it done, I understand that. But don't do crap work for a thousand reasons. But the number one reason I don't want you to do it is for you. You got to sign your name to it. It's your work. And like I said, I have I do you know thousands of illustrations a year for clients. And sometimes they come to me and say, you know what? I don't like your illustration. I want my money back. And it's kind of devastating a little bit because I've given like 110%. I mean, I'm tr trying to do a great job on every single piece. And sometimes I look at it and go, well, that's the way it is. That's why I'm careful not to take work that I'm not good for because it could lead very you know, quickly to a, a situation where I can't produce the kind of work they want and I will fail. So I don't do that. I never take a job that's a loser. I mean, I need the money and everything else. But when people ask me for a full color acrylic painting, I'm not the guy to do that for them. Uh, I could fake it, but I couldn't do it professionally like some cats can, so I don't try to do that. I think a lot of people get in way over their head on projects, but that's a whole different story. Let's say you're fully capable of doing the project. You actually have no skill deficit, so to speak. You could make the project uh, successfully. Don't phone it in. Listen to what I'm saying here. You only make a handful of things in your life. And you got plenty of reason to do a crappy job. You really do. But people remember the crappy job. You'll remember it. It'll never be something you'll like or be proud of. Don't do that to yourself. You know, life takes experience. You might get a job, underestimate it, and go, oh. But that's okay. Just learn from it, eat it, and go on. We all make mistakes. There's no, no problem with making mistakes. It's your attitude about the mistake. Are you going to punish the client because you're a doofus and un de underestimated the, uh, the time incorrectly? Or are you going to you know, punish someone else? I mean, how's it going to work? With experience comes time management, comes quoting jobs correctly, comes all kinds of things. Most people, and we've talked about this before, can't do it. Can't quote a job correctly, don't know how really long it takes to do stuff. You know, when a client tries to hire you, what's the first thing you do? You define the job. What do you want? How big? How small? In color? Black and white? What? Blah, 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 blah. You define the job and you quote it. 
Now that seems like it should be an elementary process and so easy, but it defies the logic of most artists, and it shouldn't because that's your job. It's like coming into a doctor and going, how long is this heart operation going to take? You know, he'll say, well, it's going to take anywhere between, you know, 15 and 20 hours, depending on what goes on. He's got a pretty good estimate on how long he's going to be on his feet operating on you. He has to because he's going to need breaks. They're going to need nurse teams that come in and out. They're going to need blood and there's all kinds of coordination that goes on. You just can't wing it. So I think that people who wing it get in these situations and then the client suffers. Now, what you're listening to here is a suffering client. You know, I, I get commissions from people and it's always a mistake because of one thing or another and then they finally go, oh yeah, I'll do it. And they, they do it like in two hours as fast as they humanly can just to get it out the door and get me away from them bugging them. You know, I don't bug them. I just want the exact agreement we said. You said this, I agreed, we have that. You know, I'm not trying to play a game with someone. If you need two months to draw something, you need a month, I'll give you that month. I'll give you more. I'll give you whatever you tell me, then I'll come back on that day you said it was due and say, hey, where is it? And people are like, hey, man, I forgot. <laughs> it's like, you forgot? Or, well, my cat got sick and I just couldn't get to it. You know, whatever reason it is, it, it's pretty mind-boggling. And then when they finally deem to do it, they phone it in. Boy, you know, oh, I could tell you some stories. Have you ever hired somebody for a lesson and they phone it in like they're really crappy at teaching you? They don't really care how they teach you? My daughter went to a cooking class this past uh, month. And, you know, in some ways they really didn't give a damn about her because she was a kid. You know, her needs weren't important. It was a different ball game. And, you know, I learned my lesson there. But, you know, nothing sucks worse than people trying to exclude you in that way. It really does. But that's a different story. What I want you to do is I want you to take care with how you do your quotes, care with how you take in your projects, and then when you do take in your projects, do your best. And if it turns out the project is upside down or something's gone wrong, just go back and say, hey, this is where I'm at, a little more time, and so on. I, I think like 90% of most artists, even the nicest, most conscientious people go, man, I was up for you know two weeks straight just getting those last 30 pages done. And I, I, you know, we're coloring those things as fast as we could just to get them out the door, just to get them out the door, that, that expression, just get it out the door. I hate that expression. I want to hear the expression, man, we, we, we worked really hard to do our very best on this, do our very, very best. So we took our time on it. You never see a classic car collector, a guy who rebuilds cars, rushing through the car rebuild. He's always doing it really slowly. He's searching for that custom piece on eBay, that, that door shifter knob from 1955 that's hard to find. These guys craft these things like model builders, and they take their time. You know you can't rush through a model? Did you know that? You could try, but you'd have very poor results, especially with like painting. You know it's best to prime things, let them sit, and then come back, and so on. There's actually a, a good way to do almost everything, but you could rush through it. You could prime it and then paint it the next hour, throw it in an oven, bake it, whatever you need to do. I've done it all because like everybody else, I screwed up. I had I was up against it and had to meet a deadline that I'd unrealistically set for myself. I've done it and that's what comes with experience is learning how not to do that anymore. So you don't screw over the client and screw over yourself. Young people can be forgiven. But when it's a habit, when it's a lifetime habit to pretty much not do your best work, 
you are really setting a dangerous precedent. Precedent, pardon me. You won't grow as an artist. You won't grow creatively. You'll probably eventually abandon art or music, whatever it is you're doing, because you'll become pissed off. Your results will be so bad that you'll become pissed off about it. That is my true opinion. So that's why devoting yourself to it honestly, even if you fail, is really a better way to go. You know, when I give my best work and the client writes back and goes, I hate it, I want my money back, at least I can honestly say, well, it wasn't because I phoned it in. You know, it was because they just don't like it. It's a taste thing. They don't want it. They don't like it. I can live with that a lot better. It's like pretending to be someone else and they still hate you. I'd rather hate have them hate me for being the real me and not hate me for being some pretend person. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but you know, thank heavens Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby did not phone it in because they had plenty of reason to. They could have done it, but they didn't. They actually pushed the boundaries of their artistic talent and kept growing as people. Now, some people come up against a deadline, like Charles Schultz or somebody who does a syndicated comic, and eventually what they keep doing is simplifying and simplifying and simplifying in order to get the product out the door. But that's not what I'm talking about here today. That's not the argument. It's something else I'm talking about here. And that is, don't make it a lifetime of phoning it in, or you're just going to have piles and piles of phoned-in work that you'll never really care about, never be proud of, and won't do a damn thing for you, your fame, your popularity, or even your self-satisfaction. That is 100% the truth, my friends. Take it from me, a guy who's gone around the track at least once. Just do your quotes correctly, plan your day correctly, do everything correctly, and that way you'll have the time to devote the correct amount of time to producing a decent product for your clients. You know, out of the last 10 commissions I've commissioned from people, I've gotten really crappy work. Now, I got one good one this summer from Scott Shriver. He did a New York City commission for me that was fantastic. But, you know, it was super, super hard to find him. One out of 10, you know, one out of 15. And don't, you know, I want you guys to be the one out of 15. I want you to be that, that artist where people are like, man, I'm glad I hired that girl or that guy. They should be glad they hired you. It shouldn't become a conflict. It really shouldn't. If it is, you're mismanaging things. If you're working to the point where you just have to get it out the door and get it done, if you're just phoning everything in and you're pissed off and angry at your clients and it's all their fault, and now they're going to suffer by getting crappy art, who really suffers in that situation? Who really benefits from you making bad art? I want you to think about that. Have a great day in your art studio. Carry on. Do your very best. I'm rooting for you. And uh, just, you know, enjoy every single day on this planet. You only get so much time. Go have some fun. Have a great day. Bye-bye.